What is happening, middle of May, Draft Crafters? It's Dan, it's JP, and we are officially turning the calendar from the 2022-2023 season to 2023-2024. We got some weird things to get out of here, some bad tastes to get out of our mouths from, from things that have happened recently. Not necessarily in the football world, but in the sports world. And uh, we got ourselves a little look at uh, our breakdown of the 2024 big board that's way too early because we haven't even had summer practices. We don't even know what same teams some of these guys are going to be on, uh, at least one guy. And uh, we've got a whole bunch of names to run through that you and I haven't talked a ton about so far, dude. You looking forward to this? I am looking forward to this. And speaking of another NFL-related thing, just got an alert that uh, oh. the new brand-new banner inside the Viking Stadium uh is the same banners it was before, but they uh-huh. replaced Dalvin Cook's photo with Alexander Madison. Might Dalvin Cook uh-huh. be on the move soon? There's a possibility. That is a bit awkward. I I yep. get it, but also still a bit awkward. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so that's a that's a whole other shift because there are definitely teams that could use a top flight running back. So, and again, look, we've talked about for years that Alexander Madison is a pretty solid backup, so we'll see if he gets a chance to carry the load there. But uh, I'm not concerned about guys that are in the NFL today. I'm concerned about guys that are going to be in the NFL next season. Where do you want to start us off at? Ah, we should probably just start right at offense, right? Start we'll right go at ahead the top. And, yeah, supposed to go ahead and give people a little, little walk through what we're doing today. Uh, we're just, so we're just going to go through each position and kind of give our top six-pack if you will, you know, we love that. You gotta, gotta you do gotta that. do that. Uh, but this is more so like six pack based on for me personally, it's just based on what I had seen last year when I was watching mm-hmm. last year's draft class or basically what I've already known because everybody mm-hmm. knows these players already has talked about them. I don't sure. think, I think it's safe to say neither of us have really done any type of deep dive on film on any of these guys, unless they're guys who we thought were coming out right. and didn't come back, and which we <laughs> Couple probably of those. already heard about them because we probably already talked about them or ranked them in last year. But, right. yeah, for the most part, the new this, this list will change. This is yes. just raw, yes. instant reactions. <laughs> these Honestly, part of this is for you and I and everybody who's listening to kind of have these. These are the names that should be pinging in your ear a little bit as the season gets started. And again, uh, as we noticed, as you and I both noticed going through the season last year, it really does seem like the people who do all the draft stuff, and I'm not knocking Mich- uh, Kuiper, McShay, all those guys, love what they do, but it does seem like they don't really develop their rankings through the season. It's almost like it's these are my preseason rankings, these are my postseason rankings. So we're going to have some fun throwing some names at people as the season gets going uh, that you'll see people talking about at the end of the year, but we're going to get to them a little bit I hope mine change every week. I hope. Seriously, I really do. You learn yeah. something new about somebody every week. And well, and that's why we do It might not be do. like every position changes, right. but there should be a couple players moving around after every right. single Saturday. Yeah, and that's or why we after do After I do. watch more tape, whatever mm-hmm. it may be. When we look at the, the recap show that we do during the season, we do that with an, an eye toward these are the guys that are making us you know sit up and, and take notice. And again, sometimes it's a flash in the pan. It's one game and they just caught some lightning in a bottle. And other times it's a trend toward you know where they're going. And so we had some trend lines from last season of guys that actually stepped up and showed us these could be intriguing people going into this year. So why don't you start us rolling? Where do you want to start on the offense? You want to start with the quarterbacks? Yeah, let's. Well, okay. you know, I like to do that because I. I don't know. I don't know if all the other people who do things like we do start with them, but it's just, it just like, as I look through, like, 
Like I go back to my childhood when I'm playing Madden mm-hmm. and you're building and reorganizing your depth chart. It always starts with offense. <laughs> you always start with quarterback, right? Yeah. And I just naturally go through it in that order in my mind. It's weird. All right. But yeah, then. so let's let's start with quarterbacks. You gotta start at six and go to one or one to six. Am I doing all six of mine? You're rattling off yours. We have a general discussion. This is very Ooh. raw. Right, exactly. Why don't we do uh why don't we do six to one, just because that'll be fun getting some names in there that maybe people aren't uh, used to hearing quite as much. Uh and then uh, let's go one for one right now and we can kind of banter back and forth. All right. I will start with number six. Uh I don't know how to say his first name, but it's Dion's son, man. No, Shadur. I just went ahead and blanked it and put, is that it is? Shadur? Shadur Sanders, yep. I don't know. It's sure. Uh, <laughs> so I, I put hit, I put him at six. It was close. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was tempted to maybe put Penix in there. I'm sure you probably got him in, so I won't say anything oh, about yeah. him. But just with the athleticism, the upside, the 70% mm-hmm. completion percentage, I know it was at a smaller school, but the athleticism and the size and everything's there. So I just kind of blanket. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, I'm going to put him at six and see what he can do at Colorado. Right. But I fully expect that could be someone who he probably won't be at six. He'll probably go up or go way down. Yeah, he's Highly not going to stay at six. Right. He's not likely going to hang around the spot. I got him at seven for that reason, because I still want to hold him off until we get a better idea of how he handles. Because I, I was watching a little bit of his tape from last year. And again, playing at Jackson State, he he tore it up down there. But there were some of his yeah. throws that I watched. I'm like, that would have been picked off in the NFL. I was like That would have been picked off in the NFL. But that's I can say that about pretty much all these guys right now. So six for me is Jaden Daniels, who was a Arizona State and now Louisiana State guy who I think as much as I, I get annoyed and love to talk about how much I dislike Brian Kelly at times, the man's a good football coach and I think he's going to have uh, Daniels even a, a notch above where he was last year. So I, I expect him to be in that conversation as we go forward. And he had a good year last year when you look at uh, how things broke down he for did. him. He was, he was on the edge of uh, a lot of those conversations. And so it'll be very curious to see how he uh, continues to develop because that's the fun part of figuring all this stuff out is we're looking at these guys and saying are they going to develop as we think they might and I mean Jaden Daniels uh, last year again he's 6'3 200 so he's about the size you want but he had and an, like an 88 overall in pro football focus and three interceptions out of 390 attempts that's a good sign he, he does protect the ball at least has protected the ball this past year so we'll see what he does this year yeah, I'm with you on him. He'll probably end up being in there somewhere. Uh, five for me, I went with a guy that I just naturally ended up watching quite a bit because you'll see that probably through the rest of my list in a way. <laughs> uh, I watched Oregon quite a bit last year because mm-hmm. I was trying to see, you know, I was excited to watch Noah Sewell. Whoops. But uh, <laughs> I naturally watched Bo Nix play quarterback there, and, uh, you know, he was very solid. I mean, I, I don't know. I didn't. Do we want to go through their stats or why we picked them, or are these just raw reactions? Yeah, if you, can, if you feel the need to go through that. I think Bo Nix is the guy people have been talking about for years because we did it at Auburn. It seems like he fit better in Oregon. I have him at five as well. Uh, it does seem like he fit better with what they were doing at Oregon, and uh, and he had a lot of uh, those those you know, well, top-end plays. His so completion be... percentage went up like 10 to 15%, right. which is why I had him. Yeah. He's almost at 72% completion percentage. That's the only mm-hmm. thing I remember about his stats. Well, I will tell you that we are going to have to pay attention to the quarterbacks in the uh, Pacific Coast Conference this year. Oh, yeah, they're loaded. They are very loaded. So I got Bo Nix at, at five as well. Who you got four? Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot you said you had him right at five. At yeah. four, I went with my the mullet himself. Went with my guy, Quinn Ewers, man. And he looks good That's at bold. the end of the year. And Texas is going to be really good this year. But, dude, I don't care how bold it is. 
when I was watching Quinn play at the beginning of the season, like I said, Texas beat Alabama. They were beating Alabama mm-hmm. until this guy left the game, and then he left the game, and it was a completely different team. Sure. Just completely different. Nothing was the same. So there's something about the way he carries himself. I don't know if he's a good mm-hmm. leader. Maybe it was. Maybe the team just lost belief because he wasn't in there. But I'm just telling you, when he was in there, Texas was way <laughs> different. He uh-huh. looked good. I liked what I saw. His hair is incredible. Got to put him at four. <laughs> Yeah, of course you would be uh, focusing on that, wouldn't you? I've got him at eight, by the I way. I don't have right hair, now. so I got to get excited when you see wild hairdos. It's cool. Exactly. I'm, I want to get you like a mullet uh, wig or something like that, just for funsies. But uh, yeah, Ewers is eight for me, and a lot of that's because there's a lot of question marks for him. He could definitely jump right up there. We'll see. I've got Michael Penix Jr., the old man. Not that old. He's not as old as like Hennie Hooker was this year, but uh, he's in his, I want to say, almost sixth season now out there at Washington, and he showed that at the very least. He can run with Kalen Abor's offense because when he's been in that offense, the season he had at Indiana and then the season he had at Washington, he puts up numbers. And I want to say I like him because I like his ability to throw a good deep ball. I think he does a nice job of moving around the pocket. He's also got the athleticism there. So as long as he stays healthy, that's always been the question with him, uh, I think he's he's going to be in that conversation as well. Number three, you ready for it? I went with the hometown okay. love guy. I went Dude, number same. three. I got J. They got JJ McCarthy. We both got JJ three. It. I love the QB size, six three, yep. one ninety seven. Love the reports of hearing that he mm-hmm. allegedly put on like ten to fifteen pounds of muscle. He might be around two ten this year. Awesome. And I also love everything that I'm reading about. Like so, for, he was very very accurate last year, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, they didn't throw the ball as many as much as other teams did, but and they two won't things again I'll this year. Quick, and I'll obviously I'll have more to say about other quarterbacks you later. Think? But obviously, this is the hometown guy. All but right. There's two things I want to say. One, going off from what I was saying about the putting on the weight, everything I was reading said that through all the practices so far, mm-hmm. they're not sure a single ball has hit the ground, and the defense hasn't caught any. They're like, dude, he hasn't thrown <laughs> an incomplete pass or a pick like this whole spring training thing. So that's that's, that's impressive. Sign. But not only that, just as little as they were throwing the ball mm-hmm. this past year, he threw 22 touchdowns. You know that the in Michigan history, which is a pretty <laughs> rich history, nobody's mm-hmm. ever thrown over 25 touchdowns, and he missed like three games. Dude's going to break right. Michigan's passing records this year, even if they Wait, don't throw should. the ball a ton because they have two stud running backs and a great old line. We'll get to all that later, but I'm just right. saying he's going to make a name for himself this year. I like he him. is He is set up and for success. Athleticism's good, too. Yes, and the real question mark for him is going to be whether or not people say, oh, it's because he had all the talent around him. I don't think it's just that. Uh, I will admit, one of the things that, that I appreciate about McCarthy, too, is how fluid he is when he moves. Like Some of these guys can run the ball, and some of these guys are dual-threat quarterbacks, but McCarthy doesn't look like he's trying when he gets out there, and so that's that's one of the things. He's almost like A.T. Perry running the football out there, right? So uh, just kind of lopes around and gets the job done. Who's number two for you? Number two might be a little bit of a surprise. I think the whole world's got him at one. I like him a lot. So that just shows you how good this class is. But I got Caleb Williams at number two. Dude, same. Uh-oh. So we got <laughs> the same number one. We got the same one, two, and Caleb three, Williams like. is absolutely, yeah, he's absolutely incredible, man. He yeah. threw for 66% completion percentage. I think he threw mm-hmm. for 5,000 yards and like 45 touchdowns and basically no pick. That's the only reason I remember it because he's in the Heisman run. He won it. He, yep. So. Mm-hmm. And he probably so we're not, have. So we're not knocking him by no, any stretch of the imagination. Fantastic. He's absolutely fantastic. I just but but 
I look at Drake May at North Carolina, and I feel like he did basically the exact same thing statistically, uh, probably with a lot less talent around him, not as good a coaching around <laughs> he him. He did have Josh Downs. And he's got better size because I think Caleb Williams is only 6'1", 218. Yep. Drake May is supposed to be like 6'5", 220. So, I mean, he's a little thin. But, dude, he's got that QB size, and he's still athletic. Like, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, 6'5". I'd be be surprised if Drake May doesn't finish as my number one quarterback. Right, and right now I've got him at one as well. And this is is splitting hairs at this point in the game Mm -hmm. because both of these guys, I mean, again, you have Williams who had the Heisman and May who had a great season and kind of just burst onto the scene. So it's going to be interesting to see how both of these guys do because Southern Cal is going to have uh, national title aspirations Less pressure, if you will, on North Carolina in that respect, but they are expected to win their conference at least. So, so yeah, the, the top is going to be very, very interesting to see how all that breaks down. There's a bunch of other quarterbacks that could jump into this conversation and will jump into this conversation as the season goes on. I do want to throw one name at you because I feel this is this is where I do a little bit of cheating. I'm going to be throwing some small school mm-hmm. guys at you because I know you don't love them. You just, you just all this hate for the small school guys. But uh, Curtis Rourke is a name to keep your eye on. No, I don't hate the small school guys. I hate the I, I would do the body shaming. Right, yeah. But Curtis Rourke for the Ohio Bobcats of all places is a guy to keep his name on your your uh, your ears open for because of how this guy did last year when it came down to his his analytics on Pro Football Focus and just the numbers that he put up. And he's at least six three two fifteen, so he's a big enough bodied guy to be able to do some of that as well. So moving on. You want to go to the running backs next? Yes, sir. All right. And number six running back is kind of like another blanket thing, just like I did with Dion's boy. Sure. Man, I, I ranked my top six, and I had it, and then I was just like, wait a second. With as bad as Clemson was, <laughs> at least in my mind, like mm-hmm. for what they should have done, like there's no way I cannot not have Will Shipley in here. Like He, he was sure. like one of the little bright spots they had. And I just don't know if he'll end up being top six. He was just fun to watch for some reason, right. but mm-hmm. I, I got Will Shipley in at six. I, I got him in there. seven. He, but he ended up getting thing. almost 1,200 yards on the ground, and he gets very involved through the air. The guy's a right. do-it-all guy. I mean, he might not be the biggest guy. I know they say he's like right. just shy of six foot and 200 pounds, but I'm calling Wilson. <laughs> a little bit of uh, revisionist moves here, and that's what you see here, dude. Colleges do that all the time, so we'll see where he he lines up. He's seven for my on my list. I really do like him. There's just question marks that uh, we still have to see how those get uh, filled out. So six for me. I'm on the Frank Gore Jr. train, man, down there at Southern Mississippi. This dude yeah, is just like his dad. So I'm convinced that he's going to be a, a, a top tier running back by the time the season is done. He had like 1,200 yards last year at least, and uh, I think he's going to do another great year this year. We're going to have to watch a lot. We're going to be paying attention way more than you would have thought we would uh, in coming in last year in the Sun Belt, sir. There are a lot of Sun Belt players that I'm curious about yeah, this I'm year. I'm down with it. I'm super down with it. And Frank Gore probably would have been about seven on my list. Frank Gore sure. Jr. Fuel. It might be the same Frank Gore. He might not even have a kid. <laughs> we have, we have. That is our speculation. We have not seen a picture of the two of them next to each other yet. So we'll see. <laughs> Who's next? That's fair. Next for me is, dude. I go on a bit of a. Well, there's only one player I left that's not a Big Ten running back. I was like, Uh-oh. I'm going on a Big Ten run here, but I got to go with Braylon Allen, man. Um, okay. This is one that I was trying to figure out myself. Like he did, he played very. He's got this is a big dude. He's like six yeah. two two forty allegedly. He, he's uh, in you that. Can see Derek it. He's Henry-ish. definitely 
Yeah, he's well, he's definitely a without big the cat. speed, um, a big badger, if you will. Ah, uh, but he, he two straight years as a true uh, like twelve hundred yards, twelve hundred fifty right. yards, double digit touchdowns, gets a couple catches, doesn't do anything crazy through the air. But this is a big guy. What I was yeah. trying to say though is I have a tough time putting him here just because of they always have a great old line, man. Mm-hmm. But, but he's, he's taking advantage of it. And yep. the the big question for me with him is uh, where where he actually ends up like on the the speed side of things because the the number that I've thrown that I've seen thrown out on one of the sites is a four eight. If he runs a four eight forty, he's gonna be in rough shape. That I don't care how big you are, that's a problem. Yeah, that'd be rough. <laughs> you I mean, you got to be at least like a four six. That's what I'm saying. If he's a four six at two thirty five, okay, cool. We can do something with this. We know he's not going to be like a burner, but he can he can you know show some pop. And who knows? Maybe his ten yard split's going to be great. But Braylon Allen is five for me as well because it's just it's too much to ignore. Literally too large of a human to ignore. So yeah, he's a big dude. All right. So I'm assuming you didn't want to do the same take again. So I'll just go ahead right. and go to four. Look, we and don't maybe have to. You got this guy at four, and if you do, then you can do the take on him. But I got Travion Henderson. No, he's at eight for me right now. Oh, well, yeah. all right. I kind of want you to do the take on him. Then why'd you put him at eight, dude? I don't see what other people see right now. I've got to do a lot more digging into this guy. It seems like he does seem like he's got. Uh, I, I see people putting him at number one in some running back rankings, and I just yeah, don't I'm think not, he's here got that. that. He does have you know speed to go with the the two fourteen. Definitely not. Uh, worried about that piece overall, but just in general, I just I don't see what everybody else is seeing. Let me just leave it at that. I don't want to try to break all these guys down before we've even done tape on the on their their spring summer practices and who's going to tweak an injury or whatever. So I'm just going to say, oh, that you not just nailed it, it for me. He, he had the injury that took him out. Right. The reports he'd be done for the year and he wasn't. And I don't know. I just got to see more. Okay. How Good about uh, number four more. for me, Bucky Irving out there at uh, Oregon? A little quack quack uh-huh. quack, sir. That guy uh, put up big numbers last year and seems like he's trending in the right direction in an offense that's going to be pretty explosive. Uh, Definitely curious to see how he plays this year. Um, Again, just somebody that I'm not uh, not too fussed on. I'd rather see Bucky than I'd rather see Travian, personal preference. Well, a guy I would much rather see than both of them, and I mean much rather see because I love my top three running backs. But number three, mm-hmm. I got a guy, Raheem Sanders for Arkansas. Same. You can go back and listen to any of the midseason takes that I had on this guy. Like, this is a guy mm-hmm. that wasn't on my radar last year, but when I was watching draft eligible players, like, I, I kept <laughs> talking about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had, like, 1,500 yards rushing, double-digit touchdowns, caught nearly 30 balls. I mean, he's just as big, if not bigger, than Allen. He's, right. like, 6'2", 225, and does not move like that. And I don't know. He's a exactly. great player. Exactly. That's the reason why he's ahead. Uh, he's up there on my list as well because he has the size and he has that mobility and he has that ability to kind of hit the home run, so to speak. So, who's two for you? Two is a shocker because, like you said, most people would have Henderson one. If uh-huh. Henderson's not one, it's definitely my number two because I have the guy that most people think is the best running back on his own team. No, nope. so I'm just gonna do one and two together. Go ahead. Two, I got Blake Blake Corum. Uh huh. Um, but one, I have Donovan Edwards. Uh, both Michigan we got running backs, flip-flop. both behind. Yeah, well, I just give Don. I'll let you talk about Corum then. The little pinball. Uh, right. He's he's probably a better pure runner for sure. Yeah, I wouldn't debate that at all. He's probably even got better vision for sure. He probably even plays with a little bit better motor. So you might be asking yourself, what in the world makes me like Edwards better? <laughs> but Edwards has just got a little better size. Um, mm-hmm. 
and he just fits today's NFL. He does more because he's still an right. incredible runner. He's still got incredible vision. Just quorums are right. better, but Edwards, what he can do in the passing game is just electric. Like to right. d- if you rewound me ten years ago, I'd have quorum above him. Sure, but here in twenty twenty three slash twenty twenty four or whatever, however you want to look at it, I got Edwards, man. Well, what I'm curious about is uh, is how these guys play, how they test, where their speed's at, and uh, also, you know, Corum's where fast. how Michigan, yeah, Corum is fast, but uh, he's faster than Edwards, and that's the thing. Edwards yes. can hit some home run hits as well. So it's going to be interesting to see how they get used this year. Like, because Michigan has the best problem possible trying to decide how to split those carries up. Because, like, last year it was because, uh, you know, Edwards. You know, got hurt a little bit. I think in the beginning of the year, right? It's basically all quorum for for a good chunk of it till the end of the season when he got hurt. So if they can both stay healthy the whole season, it'll be very interesting to see how they split that that time up. We'll see. All right, moving on to wide receivers. I think we've all got the the number one where we're locked in on. So let's just start at the back end like we have been doing, and we'll we'll have the suspense be on the front end. Who have you got at six? Well, I'm gonna do unranked, currently unranked guy who will probably be a top six for me first. Oh, okay. And that's Zakari Franklin. That's yeah, I put him at seven. It. So one of those guys I watched a ton last year. I put him at NA because mm-hmm. I don't know what right. team he has. I know right. like UCF, I've heard that a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he's hitting the transfer portal. We just don't know where he's playing. But he's, he's a guy that late. I like to – he was one of my super sleepers as a day three pick last year. Mm-hmm. Depending on where he goes, he might not be there. But I'll just go ahead and go sure. to my six. The big fella, Johnny Wilson, Florida <laughs> State Seminoles. He's a tree. He's like mm-hmm. six seven. Uh, just big body guy, like uh, I gotta watch him more. He was not a guy I watched a whole lot, but I know he put up solid stats. He's huge. Mm-hmm. He's bigger than their tight end. Like obviously, he's yep. six seven. How many tight ends are even that big? Right. So yeah, there's another blanket. Like yeah, he's got to be in there. We were having a good laugh about that. Uh, mm-hmm. Six for me. I've got uh, Johnny at eight, and just because I'm not quite convinced on him. Six is a name that you might not have seen too much that a lot of people haven't been talking about, but I looked him up and I like him, and I'm gonna roll with it. This is the first uh, planting of flags, so to speak, sir. And that is an Aronde Gadsden the second. Early times for that. Aronde Gadsden the second. And again, all of this is contingent. Is a guy gonna stay healthy, etc. But. This is a player last year had 61 catches for almost a thousand yards, and he's got the pedigree because his dad, and he's also six five and two sixteen. I'm in. Let's go, Aronde. Make me look good. Okay, that's 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 pretty early in that. He's a Syracuse cat, right? Did he's a Syracuse guy. And got a he little a soft spot too? for the Qs. He is. He's six five. So we'll see what okay. happens. Number, number five for it. me. Nowhere near as big, but still okay. <laughs> I guess a little thin. But uh, Troy Franklin, we talked about guys who yep, got him there too. Thought looked pretty good last year when we were watching him. I watched a lot mm-hmm. of Oregon Ducks based on the guys who were getting drafted, and you know, Bo Nix and Franklin had something good going last year. I look forward mm-hmm. to see what happens again. He's year five as well. Yep. All right. Shall I move to four? Go for it. No more body shaming going on here, Dan. So far. This is the first time a little wide receiver that when I watch him, he just looks different. I have no idea how he's going to make it in the pros because he is tiny. <laughs> he's he's like 6'1", 160. I mean, this mm-hmm. is – I can't remember how big Devonta Smith was when he's coming out. It was skinny, but this guy I think is thinner. But he can take the top off, and he looks different. His name's Xavier Worthy for Texas, mm-hmm. and him and Quinn Ewers are going to have fun. Yep. Man. Yeah, I'm you excited might hear to watch him and to... figure out if there's a finally a, a, a super tiny guy that I'm like, nope, I'm in. 
We'll see. Right. To be determined. Well, I will uh, talk about him a little bit later. So number oh. four for me is Emeka Egbuka. Probably slaughtered that one, but uh, the other Ohio State wide receiver that people are talking about, he had a great year last year, annoyingly, <laughs> as we like to talk about here with anybody on Ohio State. But uh, he showed even uh, as a second option that he can put up numbers. Uh, and again, there's always ner- you're always nervous when you talk about certain guys in certain situations because are they as good as their situation. But everyone went nuts about the guy we'll talk later, but uh, the double E, E E squared, equals MC squared Mm. here, uh, had 74 and 1,100 yards. 74 catches, 1,100 yards, 10 touchdowns. That's an amazing season. So uh, it's going to be interesting next year to see how people can cope with the Ohio State wide receivers. But he's four on my list right now. Go ahead. Everything you just said, just at my three. There you go. Yep, (laughs) I got a well, three for Guka. me. Uh, three, three for me might be your two. I'm guessing because I haven't heard his name yet, and I know how much you love this guy. But a boy from Washington, Romeo. Yes, he is. Odunze. Go ahead and talk about him. I'll let you because I know you like him even more than I do. Dude, Romeo Odunze was just really solid last year, and I, I was Washington was one of my teams. Plus, we know mm-hmm. I was going to pick him because I have two Huskies, but. Ha. Um, I was logging in to watch several of their players, and they had a lot of guys that I liked a fair amount, but nobody has really like pound and pound on the table for. But that was kind of my thing. Like I was looking at every all the prospects they had on their team last year. There were in this previous draft, but I was like, dude, I think the best player on the team, even b- better than Penix, <laughs> what, hmm. it was Odunze, and I don't even know how to say his name fully yet, but. I just it was kind of like the story with Raheem Sanders and some of these other guys like you know like I Alabama I logged in like I was tuning into those games specifically for Will mm-hmm. Anderson and I was just like dude Brian Branch can't stop watching him can't even watch Will Anderson same thing was happening when I was watching Washington's offense I was just locked in on this guy he allegedly has solid size 6'3", 200 yep. put up 75 catches for like 1200 yards and almost double digit touchdowns we'll see I look for him to build on that but even the year right. prior is a he did okay, considering how young he was. I like him. He's my number two. Bold take, because I don't think anybody else has got it. No, you know, my bold take is is number two for me is Xavier Worthy. I realize that he is a a slim individual, and it's funny given the fact that he's almost the exact same size as Emmanuel Forbes, who we gave such a hard time to last year. But at wide receiver, I think you can be skinnier as much as you're worried about him getting, you know, chopped he doesn't in have half to hit by anybody. He doesn't have to hit anybody. He just has to try not to get hit. (laughs) And there's not much of him to hit, so you know it might be helpful. But when you look at his last two seasons, he's had 60 catches in each of them, had 12 touchdowns two years ago, and then nine touchdowns last season. Uh, So again, if he can, if he, if as long as he moves those numbers up the tier that we think he will with the quarterbacking that he's going to have, I'm in. But the only question is, did he hit his ceiling at 60 catches, you know, and, and the, the 12, 13 yards a, a catch. So well, the, there's a lot of questions. The curious thing, the curious thing is most of the world probably thinks he's not even the best receiver on his own team. Right. Because there's people who love uh, Mr. Whittington. Donna Mitchell. No, oh, Donna Mitchell. Yeah, another one. Right, yeah. Uh, sorry, I was talking about last year. Yeah, Donnie Mitchell's another guy that, uh, and depending on how you say it, is, is, you say Donnie because you could also say Adonai if he's going straight for the the reference mm-hmm. to the Bible. But either way, he's a guy you, that... Uh, are you under the impression I'm the name guy? Right. You're crazy. <laughs> yeah, so he's, he's in my top ten. Right. Mitchell's definitely in my top ten as well. And again, these, these names are going to be jumping all over the place. There's so many guys in so many positions. There are certain positions that I think are definitely deeper in this year's class than, than in uh, the 2023 Quarterback. Draft, so. 
among others. Yeah, so we're going to talk about yes. a bunch of them. But let's jump to tight end. Number one, do we need to talk about one? These. Oh, we kind of led with one, didn't we? Oh, we did lead with one. Sorry, just, I forgot. Yeah, just we didn't talk about him, though. We didn't talk about him. Do Marvin we need to? Harrison Jr. Let's just Move on. That's it. Marvin Harrison Jr. Right now, unless he pulls a uh, uh, Jackson and decides to get hurt and sit out the whole season with a hamstring injury, he's going to be the number one guy coming off the board. Dan, can I do something different here? And it has nothing to do with, like, you know, trying to – sake of time type thing. Can I just rattle through the tight ends and make the point? Because of what you just said, we <laughs> talked about deeper positions. Right. I'm I'm just I'm here to tell you there's one tight end and then there's two I like a little bit. But after that I just I don't know. I don't have anybody yet this year. Cool. If you do we'll go we for can it go six to one. But I feel like this could be one of the thinner positions and it honestly would make more mm-hmm. sense considering how deep last year's was. There sure. wasn't any elite yeah. tight end talent, but there was a lot of good ones. I do agree with you that, and I'm not sure if we have the same names, but I have a one, two, three, and then a whole bunch of others. Yeah, well, the so bottom two, I'll go, I'll go six to one. I got Cade Stover at six, and I got Jaheim Bell at five. These are guys that just feel like they weren't athletic enough to play wide receiver and maybe right. like just a tad bit too heavy. I don't know. Yeah. And then you got Brevin Span Ford at f- four. This dude's like, he's like six seven two seventy. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, this could be Washington all over again. Maybe he's a sixth old lineman. I don't know. We mm-hmm. got to see how it goes. I actually don't mind him that much, but it's just curious to see how that's going to work. Sure. Then I got my super sleeper guy that I like, number three, Stanford Cardinal, Benjamin Eurosec. I actually like him quite a bit, and I almost put him at two, but I just had mm-hmm. a hard time not putting Jatavian Sanders, who is a little undersized, but he's another Texas Longhorn. It'll be crazy right. to see how the wide receivers and Sanders go, especially if you're not huge on Quinn Ewers because he's got some tools, man. But well, then, I mean, hey, there's people who think Arch is going to be starting over Ewers, so we'll see what happens there. It's not going to happen. But. Nah, it's not going to happen. Not year one. Ewers will start and then go pro. But, yeah, and then number one, it's almost just like wide receiver. I don't need to say anything. It's Brock Bowers. I think there's even bigger disparity, you know, between Brock Bowers and the rest of them right now. Here's the thing for me. I will say two things on that list because I, I'm, I throw one more name at you that you didn't talk about. Uh, two names that you didn't talk about. At five and six for me is Bryson Nesbitt and Jared Wiley. And those two I have guys, them both on here, Nesbitt, right? Yeah. So those Carolina two guys, Tar-Hill, are, him and Drake May, are going to have a good time. That could be fun. Could definitely see how that works out with him. Um, I actually have Span Ford at three, so he's the other guy that I really okay. like because while he is a big dude and while he is a Washington esque, he also is a better receiver than Washington was uh, when it comes to how many catches he gets. He seems to find even as his size, he seems to find ways to get out into space. And this dude's hurtling people at six seven and two seventy because he oh, knows. Yeah. When he knows the DBs usually go for the knees on a on a tight end because it's easier than trying to tackle him up top, obviously. And so he just hurdles people. So looking forward to that. And again, same with Jachavian Sanders, Brock Bowers. But the, the one thing I will say on your boy from Stanford, I think I saw him block in line like once. He lined up in line like three times. Oh, yeah. So I'm not sure how much of a tight end he is, is all is the real we'll question see. there. So we'll You know what's crazy? I feel like we should have done this differently and we could change okay. it as we go. Oh, okay. that was almost kind of fun the way we you did do that? it there. Well, no, because I feel like it'd be fun to rattle off the six, but then say like you're early on, like my guy. We should have done All right. that. Let's do that. Well, let's see do that going change. forward then. So go well, ahead with already, the tackles. I think we already know who the my guys were for wide, my wide receiver. Yeah, my let's guy do that real quick. Be, let's okay, hit that quarter, real quick. Quarterback, I think it's easy to say that both of us were talking about it last year. It's still. Yeah. It's got to be Drake May, right? Or J.J. McCarthy, based off of where we have him and other people have him. That's the only that's the only way we'd say that's that otherwise. Fair. But yeah, 
Running back, then, considering nobody else has got him at one, I feel like my guy's got to be Donovan Edwards. But how sure. do I not say that? Because Raheem Sanders, the guy's pounding the table for. But I'm, I'm going to go right. Donovan Edwards. So, yeah, and I will as well. Although again, Raheem Sanders is right there, definitely. Although I'll say Frank Gore the, because you didn't have him on, on your list too. So Frank Gore is go. my guy right now. Frank Gore so Junior. Even... Junior. Junior. Marvin Harrison Junior. <laughs> no, I was about to say I Frank Gore Junior. Just clarifying. Oh, yeah. We're pretty sure That's it just... is his son. Not him. Is it even fair to even say Marvin Harrison Jr. is your guy? Like, should you have to go, like, not to consensus one? Yeah. Like, should I and so say I'm Zachary gonna, Franklin then? Yeah, you can say Zachary Franklin. I'm going to say around at Gats in the second. So between those two, that those are our boys right now. So, all right, so let's jump in. Consensus one. So that means tight end, my guy, because I can't say Brock Bowers, even though we know he's my guy. My tight end would be the Euroset guy early on. Yeah, and I guess I'll say Span Ford right now. But again, let's be honest. When you really get down to it, it's Brock Bowers for both of us when it comes to that. But that he's probably oh, yeah, everybody. He's, like I said, the rules are you can't go. If it's a consensus one, you can't do it. Right, but we also need to remind people that you and I, and you even before me, were on the Brock Bowers train before, as as it was loading. Not he hadn't even left the station yet. He like it was already loading up with uh, mm-hmm. with people. You're in the you're shoveling coal in the uh, conductor's train yeah. right now. All right, so let's jump to offensive tackle. Who have All you right. got there? Let's rip through your six, and then uh, right. talk about your boy. So I'm gonna go six to one still, but I got Kingsley Suamatatia. Okay. That went smoother than I thought. If I would have sold it at the end, I think I would have felt better yeah. about it. Five, I, I got it right the Amer- it to you. Five, I got Amarius Mims. Oh, mm-hmm. so, uh, Kingsley's from BYU. Mims is right. from Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, four, I have J.C. Latham from Bama. And then three, I got Jonah Mohim from USC. And mm-hmm. then two, I got Penn State's Olu Fashanu. And then one, I got Joe Alt from Notre Dame. Now, okay. I know we said you can't take the consensus one, so I was gonna, I'm gonna ask, I'll you rattle yours and then we'll figure it out because I, uh, I got some different names like, to throw at you. I feel like ah. Alt and Fashanu can mm-hmm. be flip flopped all the time, so if it's yeah. fair to pick one of those two, I would personally pick Alt. But if we're gonna okay. avoid those because there's a tier break, a major tier break there, then Mohim would be my guy. But okay. because they're flipped, I'm gonna go with the Notre Dame guy. Well, I've got to give some love to a guy that I had in the top tier last year that got hurt and uh, came back again to see if he could show it off. So at six, I got Zion Nelson with Miami. At five, I got Jordan Morgan for the Arizona Wildcats. Four is Jonah Monheim, your guy from Southern Cal. Three is Graham Barton for the Duke Blue Devils. Really like what I saw about him and his numbers. Uh, Olu's two and Alt is one. He for looks me, great. So. I just put him at seven because he's Duke. And yeah. <laughs> So we'll look at the schools yep. these other guys are from. Look at the competition they're playing versus Duke. So, well, right, and, and again, so I've got uh, Duke plays in the ACC. Come on, man. I know, but still, I just I need to see just more Duke as him in the top six. Just because Duke as a team isn't very good. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, yeah, I would say so. I guess I'm putting Barton as my guy. Then there you go. Take that. <laughs> All right. Fine. Interior line. Let's go. Maybe that means I should change from Joel All to Jonah. Oh, okay. Because the other guys, Alton and Fashanu are obvious. We, we both know they're going to be up at the top, yeah. So, yeah, I'll change mine to my USC guy, who's okay. technically your guy because it's your team, but he's my guy. Right. All right, now, interior hey, line. Six, I got Ohio State, Donovan Jackson. Mm-hmm. Five, I got Cedric Van Pran from Georgia. Four, mm-hmm. I got Bo Limmer from Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And then three, Drake Nugent 
he was a Stanford Cardinal. Now he's a Michigan Wolverine. Super intelligent. I think he's got like three degrees or something crazy. Super right. intelligent guy. Zach Zinter. Uh, Nugent would be a lot higher if he wasn't so small. He's six sure. one, and that might be like a gracious Pushing six it. one. But he's, yeah. yeah, he's really good though. He is a he center would, and just a center though. Yes, Zach Zinter, number two, another Michigan Wolverine, mm-hmm. and then the obvious. There's the consensus one, so neither one of us can pick Cooper BB. No, he's the best interior guy by far. I mean, this right. is like a Marvin Harrison and Brock Bowers. If any of those three change throughout the season, <laughs> I will be so so shocked. Yeah, but early I on, I feel I feel like I want to say Bo Limmer is my guy. Okay, you're allowed. We actually Zach do Zinter, have the same. Zach Zinter's close. Well, right, but again, we we I think we all I think everyone's going to settle on him as being one of the top two or three uh, by the time the 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 season gets rolling. So uh, I we agree on the top four. So I'm just going to give you six mm. and five because those are the two names that you have been hating on because you don't like schools that don't have a big old shiny name next to them. And one of those is Bucky False. Williams. I like Bucky a guy. Williams from my my wide receiver doesn't even have a team, Dan. Yeah, it's because he's gonna have some big shiny team next to him. He's gonna go to Maybe. Alabama or something. Just he so didn't have you. a shiny team last year. He's a roadrunner. He is a roadrunner. Meep 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 meep. Well, he's not anymore. There. He was no. Yeah. But uh, Bucky Williams from Appalachian State is a big boy uh, guard that I'm looking forward to seeing how he does. And then you should appreciate this man. He's a Connecticut Husky. From the mm. AAC, and that's Christian Haynes. So Christian Haynes and Bucky Williams are the two names you need to look out for, and I'm going to go with Haynes as my guy right now just because I want him to be a Husky that you didn't know about. <laughs> Rude. Yep. All right. I, knew, I know the name. It was my let's, team. I just didn't get him in there. Let's move to some uh, beer real quick before we oh, get yeah. to the defense. we gotta, we got to do a little breakdown and a little reminder uh, of what we've tried, the things that we've popped off on recently am i going whether first or not or we've actually first, written them down. you're gonna go first because i don't think i actually wrote down most of mine so i've got to like do a little memory jog while we're at it well i i can make that happen so here's the thing Preach. i've okay so i'm a little little sad here because when i checked into it i forgot that once upon so i'm gonna talk about two one i had and one i previously had but here in michigan like the summertime is when Shorts starts releasing a lot of like some of my favorite beers lately because right. we've been really trending towards like the hazier citrusy IPAs mm-hmm. and they've been crushing them. They've been getting them out. I talked about the hop stash, talked about psychedelic cat grass. Well, yesterday was the release day for mm-hmm. Freedom of 78. It's the collabo mm-hmm. uh, brew with them and Half Acre in Chicago, Illinois. So they both do it together. This beer mm-hmm. has been like ever since I was drinking shorts, like I don't know when, like it's always been there. Like They've always, and this has been a staple, which is awesome because how many breweries like have a collaboration where it's a staple? So you go to Chicago Mm -hmm. or anywhere in Illinois, you're going to find this too because both these breweries did it. But I (laughs) absolutely love this beer. I mean, it's an 8% ABV, but it's an IPA that's Mm -hmm. like guava inspired. And man, you can taste it in there. There's such the, there's such a like nice, soft, like cit- citrusy, like guava fruity vibe, but it almost mm-hmm. like there's a touch of floral, but not too much because I know I can't handle much of that. <laughs> but dude, I really, really enjoy this beer. Uh, huge fan of it. But what made me sad is the second one I was going to talk about. So when I was checking into this last night, I had forgotten that uh, not so long ago, 
I found the double Freedom of 78, and I've never seen it since then. I found that around oh. Halloween last year. I think we talked about it on the show. Yeah. So that was really fun to try, and I just hope, I just want to say, if Shorts is ever listening, bring that one back <laughs> at least one more time for me so I can get a second right. opinion on it. Because I've literally There you go. Ones. Yeah. So I had a couple of uh, Michigan beers and then a couple of not Michigan beers to talk about. Uh, it was at Broadleaf last night, which is a brewery here in Grand Rapids. We do a little trivia thing with some friends and got to try their two kind of Star Wars inspired beers because uh, they had one called the Rule of Two, which is all, you know, Sith Lord thing. Of course, it's a porter. It's a dark beer. And it is exactly what you'd expect out of a porter. It wasn't quite at the level of a founder's porter, but it's still really good porter. They did a nice job of getting that one in there and just, just doing a very standard nice job with that. Uh, the other one they had was a Tepache Tart Ale called Carabast. And that is a deep cut. Like, I don't know if anybody listening to this would get this one. Maybe you would, but uh, the level of nerd that I get to at times with certain things, it's like a reference to a character on a cartoon Star Wars show. That's that's where they went with this. It's weird. Uh, but they did a nice job of doing a a tart ale that had pineapple and pam, bamboo jade Hawaiian salt, which I don't even hmm. know what that is, but it tasted good. It was really good. Was, and the thing about the tart ale, you'd appreciate this, it wasn't sour. It had a little bit of the tartness to it, they, but it wasn't like the they, overly sour. I was just talking thing. about a beer like that that you still mm-hmm. have to try. Exactly, and I will one of these days. Uh, but yeah, so there's a couple fun ones that I got to try from there. I also had another Oscar Blues one that I hadn't personally had before. Have you had the Hazy Blues? I, you know, let me check. Because it's a juicy IPA that about? I think they, I feel they released like I have, it. but... Yeah, they they released it in like November-ish, something like that. I don't know if that was their first one uh, or if they just threw that one as that was when it was released for the year. Uh, But they they talk about it being a hopped up, hazed out homage to rowdy jukeboxes and that kind of thing. I have not had it. If I did have it, then I didn't check into it. Well, I got an extra one for you, so I'll bring that next time we're hanging out. So those are the ones that I got a chance to jump into. Sour Sop. There you go. Batch 15,000. Teamwork. Love it. Any other beers you want to talk about? No, I think I'm good. I'm excited to get into defense. Dude, I told you I was excited to talk about 2023. Right. It's a a brief beer take today. It's so weird. What should we say on that? 2023 season was 2024 draft, right? It's annoying. Yeah, the way that that it splits over the years. So you're talking about the 2024 draft. So you're you're, you're excited to talk about the players who will be drafted in 2024. That's mm-hmm. the that's the PR way to say it. So, start ripping through them, bud. All right, we're going to start with Edge Rusher here. I'm going to start at six. Oh, I won't Edge? Crazy, okay. Crazy, well, you know, it's the most important position on defense, <laughs> the most important on offense. It's quarterback. Okay. Let's roll with it. So, yeah, six, I got a guy. I, I put Chop Robinson here at six. I'll do a brief take mm-hmm. on him just because I don't – he's one of those guys I got to see more of because he's sure. definitely more of like a linebacker edge rusher and it's right. always tough to figure out how to place those guys and he played fantastic but i just got to see more and see how mm-hmm. i feel like he fits in so that's another bl- he's just going to be six he's probably my second guy at six because the guy at one we already knew was one it's another one of those tears if you will number five <laughs> dallas turner from alabama mm-hmm. number four uh jt tum tumo from ohio state yeah and then yep Sure, I sold that well, didn't I? <laughs> uh, then number three, I got Liatu Latu from UCLA. Mm-hmm. Number two, I got Braylon Trice from Washington. Mm-hmm. 
And then one's obviously Jared Verse. I don't know that anybody on right. planet Earth has anyone other than Jared Verse at one right now. So I guess sure. with that being said, my guy would probably be Braylon Trice. Okay. And the reason being, I like his size. He's 6'4", 260, allegedly. I like right. that a lot. But he had <laughs> double-digit tackles for loss and mm-hmm. I think very close to double-digit sacks last year. He produced well on sure. the Washington team. Like, like, And just I want to say this, and I'll let you go on. He was one of those guys that kind of stood out like to me when I was watching it, just like Odunze. I was watching mm-hmm. all the other guys, but these were two underclassmen that I, I was talking about. So, all right, kind of. Well, I will admit like. that uh, that I got some undersized edge rushers to throw at you, and and so several of these names are the same. So, uh, at five, uh, and I'll say five for a reason. Uh, the 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 Molololalulalu, whatever you want to say for Ohio State. Uh, JT is five for me. Brandon Trice four. Latu three. Chops two for me right now, and I realize that might be a little high, but when you look at what he did and how he did it, even though he's more Will Anderson sized than uh, Tyree Wilson sized, the dude just gets he's the shorter. job done. He's shorter. He's, like, isn't he's he? six three. Is he? Yeah, that's what they got. They say he's six three. Yeah, they say he's six three. We'll see how that comes out. And then versus obviously number one for me, but my guy right now is another undersized guy, if you will, who's also in the 6'3", 240 window, and that's Owen Porter of the Marshall Thundering Herd. This dude last year had 12 sacks, had 28 hurries. So production, it's happening. This is a man who just comes around the edge, even if he's a little bit undersized. So he's number six for me right now because that's where I'm putting him at, given the level of competition, et cetera. But another Sunbelt name we got to look out for, and that's Owen Porter of the Thundering Herd. I like it. All right, slide inside. Let's go to let's go to the interior here. Yep. Um, okay. The bottom two here. I just went with I went with Michael Hall Jr. Ohio State, mm-hmm. and then that he's at six. Five is Tyleek Williams from Ohio State. These are two solid guys, but neither one mm-hmm. of them wowed me a ton. But a lot of people have Tyleek a lot higher. Um, yeah, I can see that. Number four. Number four for me is a guy who's listed as an edge rusher. Yeah. And he played some of that. I just I put him in interior D line. I don't know how mm-hmm. it's going to work as an edge rusher. I forget the size he has, but I know from watching him last year, he lined up around you know in multiple spots. But he's uh-huh. just I don't I don't see it as an edge rusher. It's Brandon Dorless from Oregon. Okay, I think he's, I think he's too big. If you want to Google him and fact check mine, make sure I'm not crazy on his size. That'd be great. But uh, three, I got Tyler Davis from Clemson. Two for interior D lineman. I think he's probably pretty close to being the c- consensus number one. Is Jerzon mm-hmm. Newton from Illinois? I like him quite mm-hmm. a bit. So that obviously makes number one the my early on my guy. But Ooh. I got Leonard Taylor for Miami. Okay, my, my number one guy. What do you got on Dorless for me? Dorless is six three two ninety according to their books. So he's he's more of a. He, if anything, he's in that Carl Brooksian mold of a guy that's probably going to get shifted around yeah. the line quite a bit. So. And that may be uh, the case, but I just didn't want. It felt be- if you got to put him in either edge rusher or D line, mm-hmm. it feels better. Putting well, unless him he's in a D line. unless he's a Thule who's two ninety but really two sixty five. We'll see what happens there. Yeah, That's part to of the be fun. determined. We'll right? see. Thule, we got a lot of the same names, determined. right? We got a lot of the same names, uh, so I'm not gonna you know dig too far into them. I'm gonna do the same thing I did before. I'm gonna save six for a minute. Uh, Tyleek is is five. Brandon Dorless four. Tyler Davis three. Leonard Taylor two. Jerron Jerzon Newton one. Uh, two names that I do want to throw at you, though, to keep your eye on. One is Dante Corleone from uh, Cincinnati, not just because he sounds like he's a mafia guy. But he's literally seven on mine. 
Yeah, and he's only played one season's worth of stats so far, like PFF, stuff like that. So he might not even come out after this year, but he he had a, a pretty solid season last year. So I'm very curious to see how he follows that up. And then Braden Fiske, or Fisk, however you want to say his name. He's a Florida State Seminole now, and I can talk about him because he was a Western Michigan Bronco, and I don't want to talk about him. Uh, but he is making a huge leap up in competition, and if he has another good season, he's another name at 6'5", 300 that people will be talking about, and very much in the Brian Breezy sort of mold without the injuries. So we'll see what happens there with those names. But uh, I'd say my guy right now is, is Corleone, although, uh, again, he might not even come out next year, so we'll see what happens. I did a long pause there because I'm really sad to go into this next segment. I thought you'd be happy. Nope. Linebackers, man. I know, but there's none that I really, really like a lot other than one, and he's not the consensus number one by any means. Therefore, he's automatically my guy, and it's sad. So you probably figured it out, but I'll start at six. Okay. Jamon Dumas Johnson, Georgia Bulldog, got him at six. Jacoby Winman. Michigan State, guy's got a lot of off-the-field things. He probably still needs to answer the teams about. Um, also right. need to figure out if he's going to be some sort of hybrid edge rusher or linebacker. Right. Seems a little up in the air. I've seen two different mm-hmm. seasons from this guy. Whether you know, So who knows? Um, number four, I got Barrett Carter from Clemson. And number three, I got Jeremiah Trotter from Clemson. Mm-hmm. Trotter's probably the consensus number one. He is good. I do like him a right. lot. Feel like he's getting a lot of love based on the pedigree there, but we'll see. Sure. Uh, number two, got my hometown love here with Junior Colson from Michigan, but I can't mm-hmm. help it. Early on, like the best linebacker in the nation is Tommy Eichenberg from Ohio State, and I don't think it's close at this point. You know what? And he's not ranked there. No, but I agree with you, partially because he actually is the size of a linebacker. A lot of these guys are, and he's are just smaller really guys. good. He is, he is really, really good. good. Super annoying that he's really good. I still look forward to them losing to Michigan. But uh, here's what I will say. A lot of the same names again, and I think it's because this is such a odd class of linebackers right now where no one's really separated themselves in the way that like a, a Jack Campbell did last year. So I don't have Winman in my top six because I can't because I'm sorry. Just too much for him to still work through. He's sitting at seven right now. But Dumas Johnson at six. Then I've got Mema Youngmeda from Wisconsin is sitting at number five. Barrett Carter is four from Clemson. Junior Colson, three. Jeremiah Trotter, two. And then Eichenberg, one. So, uh, again, I, I do agree with you. Eichenberg is, is far and away the best. I refuse to have him be my guy, though, because I have a no Ohio State policy when it comes to my guys. Uh, and uh, so what I'm going to do is go with the Wisconsin he's Badger, my, the guy. He's my guy. Yeah, well, the guy that's not on, on your list, uh, maybe Nongmeda from uh, Wisconsin. He's a little bit undersized in the sense that he's you know six foot, but he's 229. And uh, last year, this guy uh, had 95 tackles, three and a half sacks, and a pick. So he can show he shows that he can move around and and do a lot of different things. So that's my boy in the linebackers. And now we can move on, so you don't have to talk about a Buckeye anymore. Yeah, sad times. Let's go to corners. Okay, six. I got Josh Newton and, from hey, TCU. Quick heads up before we start here. Don't get hung up, everybody, on corners versus safeties because some of these guys are showing up on different lists. These are where we think they're going to be, and this is how we're doing the rankings. Sure. Go uh, for it. Yeah, Josh Josh Newton, TCU, so mm-hmm. number six. I like I I'm kind of a big fan of him. I'm kinda of, maybe I'm kind of more excited about this cornerback class than I thought I was. Mm-hmm. Ventrell Cypress the second, Florida State. He got him at five. Mm-hmm. Jason Marshall Jr. from Florida. I got him at four. Mm-hmm. And then Kalen King here from Penn State. I like him quite a quite a 
bit too, surprisingly. Okay. But, uh, number two is the consensus number one for me, and that's Kool-Aid McKinstry. Mm-hmm. So number one for me, my guy, <laughs> and arguably one of my top two or three favorite players in this entire draft class, and one of those guys who might end up maybe being a safety. Who knows? He's definitely athletic enough to still stay at corner, but we'll right. see. Cooper DeJean, Iowa. Mm-hmm. You love that boy. Dude, he was <laughs> – Dude, so as you know how much I love Jack Campbell, right? Right. I was watching Iowa football, and I kept getting drawn to watching this guy. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So that says something, right? That's how I know I like this guy. Sure. Well, this is I, – I agree with you. I'm actually quite intrigued at this cornerback class because I do think there's a lot more parity than some people might want to say because everyone likes wants, wants to literally drink the Kool-Aid. Uh, but so I'm going to go ahead. But... Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and put a name at six that we weren't even sure when this guy was coming out, if he was coming out last year or not. And that's Max Melton with the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. So quite curious to see what happens with him because people were starting to really push him. I want to say somebody was it McShay or somebody had him as like a first round potential pick at one point or something crazy like that. But uh, so I'm curious to see you know where he comes. Definitely, uh, Jason Marshall is five for me. Fentrell Cypress four. I got Cooper at three. I got Kool-Aid at two, and I got Kalen King at one right now. Mostly oh, because, wow. even though Kalen King's a little smaller than both of those boys, uh, it's almost like the reverse last year when I maybe knocked Spoon a little bit for his size. But Kalen King was the fourth-rated DB on Pro Football Focus last year, and he's doing that playing for Penn State. So he's doing something right. That being said, my guy is not Kalen King, as much as he's probably number two on my list right now of guys that I'd, I'd you know go to bat for. It's Fentrell Cypress the second. Because I, I I wanted to put him higher than four. I couldn't because of where I think those other three guys are right now. But he could easily be one or two by the time this year gets done if he continues to progress the way he looked like he was playing last year. And I got one more name to throw at you just for funsies, though. You know who the like fifth or sixth rated uh, corner was, according to Pro Football Focus, last year of guys that had at least like 20% of the total snaps? Who's that? Mike Sanristil. Oh, dude, yeah, the PFF had him as like the – I thought he was the number one guy. And he you was know number what? one, but he was up there. He was right up there. I, Mike, I wanted to put in my top six, so I'm glad you brought him up because he's, he's seven. he <laughs> – I, I just left him unranked, and I, I forgot mm-hmm. to even bring up the note, so I appreciate that. I just – I don't – he was absolutely outstanding last year, but i trying to figure out if he can do more than just nickel. Sure. Plus, I was nervous because it was a guy who was his first year at corner. I kind of want to see if he can back it up. This is a converted right. wide receiver. So mm-hmm. he was a converted like gadget-like wide receiver. So I, I'd put a TBD next to the notes on him. Like <laughs> I, I don't know yet. So I'm really glad you brought him up because gotcha. he played fantastic last year. I just don't but know he's... if it's a fluke. I hope it's not a exactly. fluke. Exactly. Well, obviously, yeah, he's going to be called upon to do a lot for Michigan this year. So. Definitely curious to see how that plays out there. And again, that's why we have some fun with this. Like we have our top six, but also. All right, safeties. And uh, I got some weird, weird ideas at safety. Go ahead. I've got weird things on safety too. And hey, you know what? I still don't. I'm going to figure it out as we talk about it. I still don't know who my guy is. Okay. (laughs) It's the only position I know I don't have a guy so far. And early my guy. But number six, I got James Williams from Miami. Mm-hmm. Number five, I got Damani Richardson from Texas A&M. Number three, dude, I didn't put a four. <laughs> I don't have a four. So you can't do math, sir. 
I can't. So number three, four is to be determined. Okay. <laughs> number three, I have Jalen Catalone, the new Texas mm-hmm. Longhorn. We'll see because he didn't barely touch the field for Arkansas last year, which is a bummer. Right. That's very high, and I thought he was coming out. Liked him quite a bit. But then number two, you've got Carmen Kitchens here from from Miami, and these top Cameron. two got Carmen. Oh, whatever. Cameron. Same yeah. thing. I put Carmen spell. on here. Is it Cameron? Yeah, well, it's Cameron. It's Cameron. I got dyslexic. A little bit. But he threw, right, you he, put a throw. You threw an extra I in Georgia at times too. So you know, that's fun. Um, <laughs> you know, you just mash the keyboard there. But the thing about right. him though is, dude, he had like a half a dozen picks this past year. Yeah. And I had I don't know where he's ranked in the rest of the world's rankings, but my top guy is kind of a similar story here. Like you, at what point are those just not coincidences? That's what I kept saying right. about Emmanuel Forbes. You kept bashing him, but I'm like, dude, like, yeah. You can get lucky a few times, but eventually the this so you just got a nose for the football. So sure. Mr. Kinchins, I think that's how you say his name. Yeah, he, yeah. yeah, I just Googled it. He had six picks last year, dude. Mm-hmm. That is crazy. And then my number one guy, I got Kalen Bullock. Um he's got seven picks in two years, five this right. past year. So he's almost right there. Mm-hmm. But I, I I have a feeling he might be your guy because you always like these weird linebackers slash DBs. <laughs> I get it. He's a little light. But, dude, this guy's sure. 6'3", 180. Maybe that makes him my guy because I put him at one. I don't think anybody stands mm-hmm. out. But I will say this. Seems how I skipped the number four, and I'm not saying he's four. Probably just slide everybody else up one. Oh, no, I do have him four. He's just not in order on here. Wow. <laughs> Look at me. My gut instinct was right. It just He's not okay. listed in order. I don't have my thing filtered right. <laughs> So it is Cole Bishop from Utah. Sure. Okay. He's my number four. Like there you go. Fair amount, but I guess you would say that Bullock would be my my top guy or my my guy. I don't know. That's tough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, here's what I can tell you. Uh, we've got some similar names in there, and then we got some different ones. And part of it is like there are places that are listing Bullock as a corner instead of a safety. I still think he's definitely going to be a safety. Uh, but uh, my list of guys, and I don't have to have. Um, Bullock is my my guy because there's somebody else that's even more bigger and hybridy, and you talked about it already. But I'm going to start with the exact opposite of that. And number six is Cam Pettisclo down with the Louisiana Raging Cajuns on the Sun Belt boy, and this dude is five eight and one eighty as a safety, so he is mm-hmm. super undersized. He's basically this year's Clark Phillips the third, a guy move that just putting him in there. Look, a guy that just finds a way to tackle, to make plays in the football, even if he's a little mini-mite out there. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see if he can hold on to that spot because he's also got Jay Stanley, another Sunbelt guy right there at seven for me. Uh, Five is Cole Bishop, who you forgot to put it for. Uh, And then four for me is James Williams, three Catalan, two Kitchens, one Bullock. So we're definitely the same uh, top four guys. And my guy is number four. It's James Williams. You know why? He's listed at 6'5", 224. He's bigger than a lot of the linebackers that are out there, and they got him playing safety. So that's who I'm curious to see if he can continue to. Does that just mean uh, he's not strong that. enough to be a linebacker? So and that's what I'm there. curious about, and what I'm concerned about is because he's he's six five two twenty four running a four four six. I got to figure out what is what's up with him. There's there's a reason why he plays safety instead of linebacker. There's a reason why he isn't at the top of people's lists because. He seems like he's got the athleticism to do it. He's got the size to do it. So what is it that he doesn't have? And that's what I'll be looking for this year. Yeah. I'm... And maybe he does have it. He's going to jump to number one. We'll see. Because I do think that safety, just like last year, is a wide open position where anybody can can take the, the lead on that one. 
Oh yeah, safety. Like, well, yeah, I just said it. Like, I, I didn't even know who my guy was until I did this thing live. So, <laughs> right, uh, there, there's a lot to to be determined there. Well, here's what I can tell you. The one thing that uh, we were incorrect on when we began this thing was you were saying last night, oh, dude, this is going to be a quick episode. It's going to be like 40, 45 minutes. And we're at an hour. Still yeah, better than we've fine. done in the past. It's fine. <laughs> it's, well, you know, had we, we switched the format around, and that, that saved us quite a bit there. But right. I, we're going to keep going for a second because i got another question for you. Oh, okay. If you did... Outside, take the QBs out of this equation, okay? Okay. No quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Who would be your top six-pack? Doesn't have to be in order, but just the six players you'd pound the sure. table for. The, like, who are the best six? Like, not your okay, guys, well, but just the best six. The best six. I mean, uh, Brock Bowers is in there, without a doubt. Marvin Harrison Jr. is in there. Um, I think that if I had to look through the other position groupings, uh, Cooper Beebe. Definitely. Jared Verse. I think I've got two more that I can throw on here. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm. Whew, mm, now it gets interesting because you're trying to have me pick like two other guys in the moment. And I'm trying to pull them from different position groupings. I'd say Joe Alt because of how well one of the two tackles, I'm not going to say which one yet, but one of the two tackles would probably go in there as well because I think they're both up there. Uh, and then, oof, oof, <laughs> dude. One of the corners, and I don't know which one I'd pick. So I'm gonna, I'm so gonna cheat. We a had bit. a lot of the same you a can, tackle yeah, in the corner. Yeah. Well, I had I had eight guys that were standing out to me, but <laughs> th- if I had to narrow it down to six, here's the reason I wanted to do it. Three of my six, I know for sure, are old linemen. It's a good old lineman. Okay. Here. I got Alt, Fashanu, and BB in there for sure. And sure. you know that Bowers and Harrison are in there for sure. Right. And then Cooper DeJean, I already said it's my guy and I'm the number one corner mm-hmm. and I love the guy. So that'd be my six. But the reason I wanted to bring it up is because I'm just sad because Jared Verse didn't make my top eight. Tommy Eichenberg mm-hmm. didn't make my top eight. But I like all those guys, and this isn't counting how deep this QB class is. So all I guess the whole <laughs> point of it was is if you throw the quarterbacks in here – like the top 12 early on, I think you're going to be absolutely loaded. And I didn't even talk about Kool-Aid McKinstry. So, like, Are you suggesting that there might be good. more first-round grades than last year? I think there's 100% more first-round grades than last year for me. <laughs> we might 100%. even see a first-round's worth of first-round grades this year. should be interesting Ooh, to see how that all that's plays bold. out. that's bold. I was going to say somewhere around the Barry Sanders mark is where I'd be willing right. to like plant my early-on flag. There's probably about 20 first round grades so okay well hey my head's this is why we're doing this right now we're having fun with these and these names are all going to change and we're going to have even more ridiculous fun on the next show when we do our uh, basically our first round mock draft for 2024 so these are the names that we think before anybody's even set foot on a field for a, a summer practice that are going to be the names you're going to hear called in 2024 anything to wrap it up with here today jp no i think i've gone on enough All right, we'll catch you next time. You guys can start laughing at some of these names, especially bringing these back up again in about a year's time with DraftGraph.